Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Tim Russell. I'll go by Good Life underscore Russ on all social media platforms. You are fucking with the Good Life podcast, The Kickback. I, I just want to thank y'all so much for being here. I want to thank y'all so much for supporting you know, me, supporting my brand, supporting everyone that's involved. If you want to be involved on the show, please, please contact me. I'm always looking for new people to get on the show. Um, I'm going to give y'all a throwback episode this week. I do want to give y'all something. Um, I recently had my baby girl, uh, Gabriella Peyton Russell. Daddy loves you, baby. So I recently had my baby girl, so I'm about to be doing that this week. Um, I don't have an episode for y'all, but we will have an episode next week. And next week's episode is actually going to be about security. Do you feel like you can get security in your relationship? Is that what you're looking for? You know, between love and security, which one do you feel like is more important? Which one do you feel like you should kind of be getting from yourself? So that's going to be a very interesting conversation. And me personally, I go in looking for love. I don't think you can get security from another person, only temporary security, because once they take that away from you, they are taking that security. That's not really being secure. Secure means you're always, you know, always held down. You're always taken care of. You're always in. So if some if that fluctuates, that's not real security. Like, I don't think people's jobs are real security. They can fire you on the drop of a dime. I don't promote everyone gets businesses, but that's why, you know, some nine to fives we need to be wary of because your your job isn't secure. They can take that away from you, you know, at any moment. That's not security. Uh, but <laughs> go ahead. Pay attention to that. Um, I'm going to drop the Dave Chappelle episode for y'all. This has been one of my biggest episodes. A lot of people fucked with me. It was over Dave Chappelle's last stand up special. So please, 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 please share this when you hear it. Um, you can share the link from wherever you listen, Apple, if it's Apple Podcasts, if it's Spotify, if it's Anchor FM. Shout out to Anchor for making this possible for me. But you can share from the app onto your social media, onto your text messages, into real life. Um, I'm not doing this for any gain. I'm not doing this for money, fame, popularity, nothing. I really have something to say, and I'm really going to get people on my show who have something to say. So please, 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 please pay attention to the messages, share the messages, have conversations with each other, love each other. That's all I got for y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care of yourselves. Keep the healing going. Everybody that's out there working, I see y'all. I fuck with y'all. I relate to y'all. We're, in, we're going through the same journey. It is not about the destination. It is about the trip. It is about the trip. When you are in that car on the road, make sure you're paying attention to the scenery. Stop and smell the flowers. Look at the trees. Look at the wind. <laughs> Look at how it moves everything. Pay attention to the small, minor details of life. It's not always about point A to point B. What's happening in between? All right, I love y'all. Have a great day. Be blessed. What up, everybody? So we're going to jump right into it. So I'll... I had to analyze and process the Dave Chappelle stand-up. Uh, Sticks and Stones, it's on Netflix. Go watch that shit if you haven't watched it. And, oh my, it, it's got me fucking thinking, y'all. It's got me thinking about a lot of things. A lot of different things that he talked about and touched on was very important to me. And I feel like he proved his point in what he was saying in the stand-up. How black people are at the bottom of the total pole of what the world chooses to care about, of what the world chooses to deem as we need to fix this right away. There's no urgency behind how black people are treated because out of everything he said in the standup, for one, the only people who got offended were, I felt like, um, the gay community. 
And then two, that's the only, you know, that's the only thing people were offended by was the gay jokes. Like no one was even offended by the Michael Jackson and R. Kelly shit. Like, and that was, that was very fascinating to me because literally that's the point he was trying to prove. Like we run to the aid of everybody else, but black people, even our own people. So the, the jokes was on point. You know what I mean? And before I really dive into to what I need to say, um, I just want to shout out Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is one of the greatest comedians of our generation. He is the greatest of our generation. To me, he's arguably one of the greatest of all time from shows to movies to writing to. I went to an event he had at a, at a fucking barn and date and a comedy show at a barn. The shit was so fucking lit and so crazy. I actually met him and Ashley Larry and just talked to them about how great I think they are and the great things that they're doing and what they mean to the black community. I was drunk as fuck, obviously, but I was able to talk to them and I was nervous as fuck. I was so scared to talk to Dave Chappelle. He's really like a hero of mine. Like how people look at fucking Superman. That's how I look at Dave. Like he made high school easy for a lot of kids because when I was in school, the Chappelle show was out. So the laughter he brung, the people he brung together, the perspective he was also giving us on life. And it wasn't just jokes about people's shoes. He's making jokes and explaining what's happening in the world around us. I mean, he did nothing but pay homage to the Richard Pryors and the, the Red Foxes, which are my genre of comedy. I love old school comedians because they have grit and they're not afraid to say what the fuck they need to say. And they're not telling jokes to make friends. They're not telling jokes to have people happy with them. They're telling jokes because it's fucking funny and it's informative. Um, I, Just kudos to Chappelle, man. I feel like this this Sticks and Stones was his last um, show that he was going to do because he he went at everybody's ass. He went at everybody's fucking neck. And the part of the the part of the show that stood out to me is when he was talking about he was doing the Chappelle show and there is a company who censors what's said on television, basically like an HR at your job. Like if you say some shit on TV, you ain't supposed to say you got to go sit down with them. So he tells the story of how he has, you know, he knows this lady who runs the organization very, very well. So he's like, we had to sit down. Her name's Renee. We had to sit down. And I said something on TV that I didn't know that I couldn't fucking say. And he's like, I say, you know, nigga, nigger and skits. But when he said the word faggot, they flagged him. Like he had to have a meeting and he's confused. Like he didn't, he didn't, he's not even realizing that's why he's in there. He's like, okay, I must have said some other shit, but that's why he was in there. So he's like, when the lady was explaining to me, she's even whispering like faggot. Like she can't even say it out. That's how much stigma is against the word. And he's like, okay. He was like, cool. You know, basically she coached him. He's like, okay, cool. I'm about to leave. He said, I was halfway out the door and I came back and thought about it. Like, wait a minute. He's like, how come I can say nigger with, with impunity on television, but I can't say the word faggot and watch the damn Stand up because he's yelling the word faggot. Now he's using the word faggot on TV fucking religiously. And I had to stop and think about that. I had to stop and fucking think about that because he's absolutely fucking right. I started some shit on Facebook maybe a year ago. And I'm like, I'm, I'm advocating like, stop letting your white friends say nigga and nigger online. And black people were mad at me. Black people were telling me, oh, well, it's 2018. That should be allowed. Who cares? It's just a word. It, 
How often do you hear people saying the word faggot? Like we said in a black community jokingly, that was something we came up doing. But even I've been saying it less. But how much do you see hear people say that in public? You know what I mean? Like it's really a stigma behind saying that fucking word. Like the world is going to turn around and catch fire if you say that fucking word. But niggas can say nigga and nigger to their fucking blue in the face. So they're blue in the face. And if we really look up the history behind both words, come on, which one do y'all really think motherfuckers should not be allowed to say? Like, I ain't even going to answer that for you. It's such a fucking fucking common fucking answer that everybody will fucking have on which one is really inappropriate to fucking say. But people are allowed to say it on TV. People are allowed to say it on radio now. People are allowed to say it in movies. People say it everywhere. But we cannot say the word faggot. He couldn't say the word faggot. And mind you, this was back in like between 2004, 2007 when Dave was doing it. So the world was definitely in a different place of where it is now. I feel like now people are a little more comfortable, you know, even when you're using it jokingly. But back then, hell no. You couldn't say shit like that on TV. They would have a damn pitch for, especially a black man saying that shit. Hell no. So it really made me sit back and think like, damn, that's real. Like, that's real. Our people, our culture is not protected. Our culture has to be unlocked 24-7. People have to pick and take what they want from our culture and give their appropriation of our culture and, and how they see it through their eyes coming from people who haven't descended from our culture. So how can y'all tell us how our culture is supposed to move and how it's supposed to work? We're not allowed to do that around the world. Everything that we associate with other cultures is positivity unless it's people of color. People look at Mexicans and black people the fucking worst. Indians the fucking worst. But when we associate white people with anything, it's always positivity. Speaking white is speaking proper. The white thing to do. People say that's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? It's, it's associated with calmness. Being black is associated with turning up. It's associated with lashing out. It's associated with Section 8. Even though we're one of the lowest fucking races in this country that use government assistance white people actually use it way more than we do and that's per person that's not just the numbers i'm talking about because there's more of them in this country they use it percentage wise way more than we do but we get stuck with all these stigmas because people just fall in line with society they don't question society they don't take society to the side and say hold up how does this make sense but this don't make sense and that's that's why we get stuck with the short end of the stick. That's why we get stuck with your bosses basically talking to you like you a nigga. He just ain't got the balls to say it because he going to lose his fucking job and his damn mortgage in his car. But he really look at you like a nigga. He call you everything but. And you go work for these motherfuckers and make money for these motherfuckers and don't think twice about it. But think about how quickly a gay person will storm out of a job if they called him a faggot. Think about how quickly the lawsuits will be fucking going on. So even in a sense that they're taking up for their fucking selves, I'm not mad at gay people and, and their, you know, how they feel about what they don't want to be called. I'm not mad at anybody for that. My problem is keep the same energy. Y'all niggas can call us nigger, like Dave said, with impunity. Y'all can call us nigger without impunity. Y'all can do shit like Django Unchained. And Leonardo DiCaprio can play those roles, and we're not mad at him at all. But let a black person play some fucked up roles. Y'all niggas will hold that shit over their head the rest of their goddamn life. 
And then people make the argument, well, Leo's playing a real person. No, the fuck he ain't. Slavery didn't go how they're depicted in the movies. They whitewashed that shit. They downplayed how bad that shit really was. And now they make a fucking joke out of it. And we watch slave movie after slave movie after fucking slave movie thinking that shit is a game and it's funny and it's a joke. But let you speak on slavery, people are mad. It's like, I I don't know what world we're living in anymore. I don't know what people want. I don't know if they want to be, you know... I don't know if they want safety. I don't know if they want comfort. I don't know if they want adversity because people live every aspect of their lives completely different. Like, why don't you just be one person? If something is fucked up, let it be fucked up in every person's situation. Don't take a person that you don't like for whatever reason. And now you're allowing fucked up shit to happen to them or you're doing fucked up shit to them because of the type of person they are. You're prejudiced. And we can't even call people prejudiced who being prejudiced no more. Like the world's too fucking sensitive. We need comedy. We need fucking comedy. And when me and my sis, Ash, and my, my bro, JC, can get it together in the congregation, we go do that episode, too, as far as is there a line that should not be crossed in comedy? I'm going to give y'all a sneak peek of how the fuck Tim feels. Tim doesn't think so. I don't think there is any lines in comedy. The problem is you tell people they can say certain shit, but they can't say other shit. If y'all can say nigger on TV, I'm going to be calling you the most fucking mayonnaise cracker fucking spick whatever fucking names because that's the tone we're setting that's the tone we're setting and if i'm not calling you i don't get offended when other people are calling you you know what i mean i'm getting out of the whole match energy when it's negative energy i'm just going to to ignore your ass i'm gonna try to school you we can have a conversation but then after that i move on after that i'm ignoring your ass there's nothing else to talk about like that's the energy the world should have it's no, it, it breaks down to this in every fucking thing, man. Like, I see the way people live their lives, even when it comes to eating healthy. Like, I, I see motherfuckers shaming people because of their diet. If you're not 100% vegan, when you're saying you're vegan, you can't shame another person. Like, if you just choose not to eat meat, but you're eating fucking other processed shit, sugar filled. You in the same boat as this motherfucker. You don't have room to talk about someone because you have shortcomings too. (laughs) Like, that's my issue. But if you can take the fucking joke, if you can take what's being said in comedy, absolutely. You should be able to say whatever the fuck you want to say. Because anybody can say whatever they want to say to you. The problem is the people who want to talk the most are the most sensitive. The people who want to call us nigga the worst is going to get mad if I call them anything but their fucking name. That's the problem. If you don't want to take the heat, get out the fucking kitchen. When I'm out here riffing, we out here telling jokes. My niggas can can, uh, contest to this. They can say whatever they want to me. Just don't say nothing about my kids or my family. That's it. Everything else, you know, we can do. I just don't believe in that kind of shit. But as far as me and what the fuck I'm wearing on my hair, like, come on. Let the jokes go, nigga, because I got jokes about you. But that creates bonds. That creates friendships. Because we can tell the truth. We can say what the fuck is really on our mind and what we want to say and how I'm perceiving this situation and how I'm coming into this battle prepared. <laughs> like, I'm about to riff your ass. But if I can't say what I need to say to people, I don't even want to talk to them anymore. Because all of those people I run into have everything to say about me. They have chapters and books. And I sit there. I sit there with my fucking legs crossed and fucking folded <laughs> and fucking listening. Because it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me because these people really don't know me. They're just telling a joke off of observation. That's cool. I got I got some jokes too, family. You know what I mean? But that changes our dynamic with them. 
You know what I mean? I, I it's no it's no arguments. It's no fist fights. It's no back and forth. It's no falling in and out because we know where we stand with each other. We know we just some joking ass, funny ass niggas. So be funny, nigga. We need more laughter. We need less sadness. We need more jokes. We need less fucking niggas being killed in the news. We actually need more shit that makes us happy. Smiling makes you fucking feel good. Laughing makes me happy. I love when I'm laughing. And I laugh the hardest when I'm with my people. When I'm in good company. Because they know I can tell a joke and they know where my heart's from. But if I tell a joke that they deem too far, they can also say that too. And I'll respect that. I don't have to agree with everything you feel. But I'll respect your space while I'm in your space. But once you leave my space, I got all the white, Asian, whoever jokes. All of them. I got a fucking boatload of them. So that's just me. I, I don't I, I'm getting out of the space to where I really try to get in and change people's lives around. I just try to give you a new perspective. And if your brain can put that puzzle together, you can see the bigger picture. If it can't, you know, hopefully you can find somebody that can help you. But I'm getting out of this whole word about what motherfuckers think thing is society because society's sensitive. You know, what I mean, and they're biased. They care more about the shit they care about, not the bigger issues. So if something's a bigger issue for you, you're going to make it a bigger issue. I don't care if the world's collapsing. Niggas is going to be salty. They forgot they lunch at home. That like That's the biggest issue in your life. That's how you choose to live. I can't knock that. But I'm on some different shit. My, I'm on some different shit. My biggest issue out here is it's, it's still fucking homeless people. Like, imagine how much money people have made over the years. Imagine how many pointless buildings we've made. Imagine how many warehouses, how many storefronts, how many salons, how many fucking anything, galleries, anything is still standing. Like the structure is still standing. The business went out of business. Nothing's in there. I still see Hollywood videos and blockbusters. Why can't that be repurposed to a shelter? Why ain't we more worried about motherfuckers living on the street? Scratching and fucking surviving. Like, that's crazy to me. That's how I know our priorities is fucked up. That's why I want to get more into doing charity shit. Like, it's niggas really that sleep on the... How you get mad at your lumpy bed? It's niggas who have to sleep on the ground. Imagine that. And a lot of us have been there. We don't talk about it because we ain't allowed culturally to talk about real problems and real pain. We're only allowed to talk about social media problems. We're only allowed to talk about this nigga looked at me wrong. We're only allowed to talk about the nigga gave me $45 and not 50. We're not really allowed to talk about trauma. We're not really allowed to talk about what the fuck is really eating somebody up inside. And that's because people ain't ready to deal with that yet. There's a higher level that you have to get to to deal with adversity. So if you're on a lower level, you're on a lower frequency, you can't deal with adversity. You run from it. You hide from it. You open bottles. You roll blunts. You are going to spend money you don't have to try to patch wounds that are fucking not scars yet. They're still open. You know what I mean? You can't take the band-aids and shit off of a wound until it's healed. We ain't healed yet. Our, our wounds is still fucking open and we're just walking around with them like it's nothing. Like the world is this great fucking place and nothing else is going on in our lives. Like I'm cool now because I'm drunk. Guess what, family? You're going to be sober eventually. Then what? You still got to handle your problems. They ain't went nowhere. They ain't stuck in that bottle. That bottle empty now. So now you got to handle your motherfucking shit. Now you got to get up and go grind. Now you got to get up and want to go do better. But you can't do better until you figure out what the issue is. You got 10 people in your ear telling you 10 different things of 10 shit that they never did. Why is that? 
You got 10 people telling you, oh, you can't say this. You can't call me faggot, but I can call you nigga. I can call you nigger. And the punchline to that joke with Dave was the, the lady, he, you know, he came back and said, how come I can say nigger with impunity and no one gives a fuck? No one bats a fucking eye. And she said, well, Dave, you're not gay. And he was like, so you can't say faggot. And he's like, touche, but I'm not a nigger either. And he was like, it, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> what else did he need to be said? She don't have a response for that. She didn't have a comeback for that. Because now it's someone who's showing you they care about themselves. If he would have sat and just let you and just accepted that, if he would have sat and apologized, if he would have sat and said, you know what, you're right, I'm not gay. I am a nigger, so I can say nigger. I'm somebody's nigger, so let me say nigger. I'm a nigger to this fucking network. I'm a nigger to my boss. (laughs) I'm a nigger in traffic. I'm a nigger for adversity. So fuck it. He ain't say that shit. He took the higher road. Like People don't really realize he walked away from $40 million initially more over time to not do his show that's what he would have re-signed for just to not do his fucking show because of they wanted him to stop doing racial skits they wanted him to stop telling the truth about slavery they wanted him to stop telling the truth about black people's trauma and where our mental state is and he wouldn't fucking do it he wouldn't fucking do it that spoke volumes to me and he don't even fucking know that that's why i was so nervous to talk to that man because 90%, man, 98% of people that I look at, and again, this isn't judgment, I don't know you, but I'm assuming you would have took that money. How many people do you know in your life that's going to walk away from 40 million fucking dollars? 40 million dollars. Walk away from having your own show. The Chappelle Show is one of the top five best shows of all fucking time. And he walked away from that shit at the height of it. Think about that. He walked away when he had the most to gain, when he was a fucking superstar. That's like LeBron retiring four years ago. Or when he was in Miami, him just retiring. Like, he just walked away. He left. My nigga went to Africa to get his head right. Came back like ain't nothing happened, like he'd been taking a nap the whole time. Nigga came back hungry, ready to work. More jokes, more controversy, more the world's still fucked up and I took a hiatus and y'all still fucked up. Y'all still worried about the wrong damn things. Y'all still worried about whether I should wear a red or a blue shirt. What's going to get more likes? Why? There's more pressing shit going on. Our kids are being fucking attacked in the media, at school, by the police. Why ain't we talking about that? Why ain't we talking about changing home? Y'all asking me to change how I talk. A whole 30-year-old grown man who's going to say what the fuck he wants to say. And you're worried about what I got to say? Like I've ever taken y'all niggas advice on how I should live my life? Why you think I'm going to start now? I talk my shit because I can back up everything I got to fucking say. By any means. I'm just choosing to bring education into the mix now. I'm choosing to try to educate instead of being on some hostile, tearing niggas down type shit. Because that don't work either all the time. Some people need that. You know what I mean? A lot of us athletes were used to that. We were used to coaches talking shit to us, so we need that. But but he's trying to help me. He's bettering me. Ain't no boss about to talk shit to me. <laughs> Ain't no teacher about to talk shit to me. I see the meme the other day, like, man, we valued everything teachers said about not being a garbage man. So we got older and realized they make more money than y'all do. 
Them niggas tried to talk us out of certain jobs by telling us how poor and shitty they was. And these people don't have no high school education. And Okay, but you got a high school education and you here teaching underpaid, miserable as fuck. No real change is happening. You got the audacity to shit on another fucking profession like them niggas ain't got bills just like you fucking do. That's the side that we don't fucking talk about. And y'all niggas know because we was in school too. Them teachers used to fucking talk shit and belittle us. And we're being forced to go to fucking school to learn fucking trigonometry and algebra when I don't use that shit at all in my life now. My kids aren't even learning the shit, so I can't even use it on them i don't even look like the super smart parent no more because i gotta relearn fucking long math long addition what the fuck is long addition nigga put some numbers together and tell me what the product is why we gotta play these fucking games in school that niggas didn't want to play back then now you forcing your fucking kids to play you gotta go to college kid you don't even fucking believe that you didn't even think that you needed to go to fucking college so now you're about to force your kids to do some shit they don't want to do. My kids are individuals. They're going to do everything that they want to do in this fucking world that makes them happy. If it's dance, go goddamn tap dance. If you want to draw, here's some color fucking pencils. You want to be gay? If that's what you got to in your life, I'm going to talk to you about society, but be gay. You are my kid. I am happy no matter how you fucking turn out. My kid told me, thinking it was going to be fucking funny to me, jokingly the other day, that he wanted to be a fucking gym teacher. I said, nigga, I will go get you a whistle. Like, I'm different. That's not funny to me. Somebody's profession and livelihood isn't a fucking joke. Someone's sexual preference and background and skin color isn't a fucking joke. So don't make it a joke about me. You don't want me joking about gay? Stop saying the word nigga then. Stop saying the word nigger. Stop putting that shit in movies. Stop putting that shit in newspapers. Stop putting that shit on radio. If I can't say whatever the fuck I say, then y'all niggas shouldn't be allowed to say whatever the fuck you say. But we know it ain't like that. So ding, ding, ding. Again, I don't need long addition to put this fucking together. One plus one equals two. That means Tim's going to say whatever the fuck he wants to say. And guess how y'all can stop me? By putting a fucking fist in my mouth or motherfucking shutting my ass down. Which you can't. So I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to say. Period. And I'm not going to come for other niggas over what they say anymore. You get what I'm saying? Because y'all niggas is way more sensitive to me. So y'all want to throw niggas online and do-do-do. Okay, cool. Do that. But don't ever think I'm going to show you an ounce of respect. Drake said it best. I'd rather lose my, I lose my leg before I lose their respect. Respect is everything. That breeds loyalty. It's hard to be loyal to someone you don't respect. Because everything they say is blurred. Nothing really looks clear. Everything's kind of like, uh, you got to second guess whether what they're saying is some bullshit or they actually didn't figure it out. It is, the world moves differently when people don't respect you. They look down on you. They treat you like how they treat homeless people. They don't respect them. They blame them for that. They don't blame these fucking people who are making a billion dollars. Who this y'all use the world to get that status. People had to support you to get there. So support these homeless motherfuckers. It ain't nothing to do a charity event and get people to come together. Especially now when you got money. We're doing it without no money. So imagine what a nigga with millions of dollars can do. I'm sorry, the gatekeepers need to be held responsible. The gatekeepers, the front runners need, they have a responsibility to keep, at, take care of everybody else because everyone else is the reason you're on the platform you're on. Nobody got to their platform without support. So pay that shit back. 
Pay that shit back, but we don't respect each other. Y'all allow motherfuckers out here to call me a nigga, but check me when I call somebody a faggot. And I don't want to have to call them a faggot. That's not what this is about. But how can you make an argument that somebody else should be treated a certain way while you're treating me a different way? I have no respect for you. How come I've always been a person of value in your life, but you find nothing but ways to devalue me? You found nothing but ways to tell me how I'm not good enough, how I've never been there for you, how I don't do this, how I don't do that. That's why people treat each other so fucked up. We act like motherfuckers just wake up fucked up. They've dealt with years of torment of motherfuckers terrorizing them. And they're fed up. Everybody ain't me. (laughs) Everybody ain't Gandhi. Everybody ain't Nipsey. Everybody ain't Malcolm. Everybody ain't Martin. Everybody can't take that scrutiny. So they lash out. So they act up. So they become terrorists. We got to treat the world the same, man. I don't give a fuck if you got a million or you're homeless. I'm going to treat you the same because you're still a person. You're still a human being. Money and status don't make your characteristics better. If we really want to do the numbers on on average, I feel like it makes you worse. I feel like it fucks up your ego and your pride. Homeless people are some of the humblest people I've ever fucking met. And mind you, they have nothing. They have the clothes on their back and the bag that they throw over their shoulder. That's it. That's fucking it. And they are some of the most humble motherfuckers ever. Still saying please and thank you. A lot of them don't feel fucking entitled. Give a nigga some money and watch how he fucking acts. Give a nigga some money and act. How, watch how he really fucking act. Tony Stark said this shit in the Avengers. He said in the Avengers. He said make your friends rich and your enemies rich. And soon enough you won't be able to tell which is which. Give a nigga some money and watch how his ass act differently or watch how he stays the same. That's the shit we have to value. Y'all just value niggas with money. We still got to look at their characteristics. We still got to watch at how they talk to people. We still got to look at how he talked to his mama. All of that shit is important. All of that shit lets me know what type of motherfucker you are. So why ain't I paying attention to that? Why am I paying attention to your Jordans that millions of other motherfuckers bought on the same Saturday that you got them? Why am I paying attention to your fucking chain that niggas been wearing for years and still getting gunned down in the street like fucking dogs? That shit doesn't bring value to you. Your brain brings value to you. Your skill set brings value to you. What you're willing to do when you get up in the morning versus the next motherfucker is your value. Not your haircut, not your tattoos, not your clothes, not your house, not your car, not your status. Not who you fucking date. Not the family you come from. You. Motherfucking you. People are looking at you through your eyes, looking at you. Not what your daddy did. Not who your uncle was. Not who your cousin used to knock out. Not how smart your other cousin is. They're looking at you. What are you willing to bring to the table? What are you going to fucking do to change society? Because it all starts with us. It all starts with us making a conscious decision. I'm about to treat everybody the fucking same. Meaning, if you fuck with me and you're in my corner, I'm going to support you. If you don't fuck with me and you're not in my corner, I'm going to ignore you. That's it. That's it. There's no lashing out. If you only worry about the motherfuckers who showed up this morning. So if 10 people showed up to work and it was a 100 person expectation, I'm worried about the 10. I'm not talking to the 10 about the 90. I'm worried about the fucking 10 because the 10 showed up. So the people who want to do different, 
who wants to come with me, let's fucking go, my nigga. Let's go. Y'all the people I'm worried about now. Newsflash. Bulletin board. Management just posted this shit. Y'all the niggas I'm worried about now. I'm not worried about the people who didn't show up no more. I can't worry about y'all because y'all are my loved ones. Y'all the people I believe in the most. Y'all the people I want to succeed the most. But y'all don't want to do no fucking work. Y'all don't want to do no change. Y'all don't want results. Y'all want Tim to give y'all the results. Y'all want Tim to be this perfect person all the time while you get to be a shitty person all the time in the name of family. Fuck family. I determine what my family is. I determine who is my fucking kinfolk. I am a warrior. I am a lion. I determine who runs with me. We're not all fucking related, but these the hungriest motherfuckers. These is the assassins. This is who I run with. This is my team. This is my fucking family. Blood don't mean shit to me. What does that mean? We got the same blood. What the fuck does that mean? We ain't got the same brain. We ain't got the same hustle. We ain't got the same hunger. That's family. A nigga who got your back through thick or fucking thin. I posted the shit off Snowfall because Franklin just... The nigga is turned into a fucking beast. And if you ain't watch Snowfall, start watching motherfucking Snowfall. But he told his man Leon, like, look, my nigga... This my shit I built. Leon fucking up business because he want to beef with niggas. He said, you out here fighting niggas. And every time you fight with this nigga, I got to clean up your mess. And he took up for Leon while the other nigga was around. But when they went into private, he schooled this nigga. Like, nigga, I'm about to get rid of you. You bring in this unnecessary drama in my fucking life. You bring in problems in my life that I do not want to or need to deal with right now. Instead of positive shit. And that's his right hand nigga that's his brother his nigga that's real family being able to tell a nigga like bro you're fucking up and you're toxic and if you keep down this path i'm gonna have to remove you but if you want to get right i'm going i'm here to help you every time i'm here to defend you i'm here to back you up but if you show me you don't want better i have to accept that one of these days that's the climate we're living in we got to hold each other accountable we got to tell each other that I got your back and actually have that nigga back. Stop just saying you got his back because it sounds sexy. Stop just saying you got his back because you didn't even do a favor for you. If you really got that man back, how that man back? 1 p.m. in the afternoon, 3 a.m. in the morning. How this nigga's back? Look at people how you want them to look at you. And if you got a fucked up perception on life and that's how you want people to look at you, stop fucking complaining when people look at you that way. But if you want people to look at you like a king and queen and a royalty that you can live up to be, I'm not going to keep saying you are because y'all ain't holding yourselves like kings and queens. Heavy as head that wears the crown. That means being a king and a queen comes with responsibilities that people aren't willing to step up and fucking take. So cool. I'm going to refer to you and let you know what you could be, but I'm not holding you to the expectation of a king and queen anymore because a lot of y'all ain't royalty. A lot of y'all would rather be peasants who wear sneak and wear fake crowns. I want that real gold. I want that real throne. I want real authority. I want real loyalty. I want real respect. I'm a king. I want my respect. Respect me and I respect you. You choose not to respect me. You choose not to respect me. I will remove you. That's it. There's no yelling and kicking and screaming. There's no pushing you out of my life. There's no sabotaging what you got going on. I will just remove you and go on about my day. <laughs> you feel me? 
But I appreciate y'all, man. I, I know sometimes we play on here, sometimes we get serious, but I'm just coming from what's on my heart. Every episode that y'all hear my voice, y'all hear my thoughts. I'm letting y'all into my world. So do something with that. There's somebody out there who needs your fucking help. There's someone out there who needs your love. There's someone out there who needs your motivation. Go motivate them. Go help them. But more importantly, go love them. Have a great day, y'all. Peace and love. Good life.